What's going on, you guys? It's your girl, Janae. We're doing another episode of Down for the Count. I have my other girls with me, Tiff, Nicole, and Alexis. Say hi, everybody. Hi. So today's going to be a pretty quick episode. We are going to go through the WrestleMania card and why people are not excited for it. Uh, the NXT uh, Stand and Deliver card and the Andrade release uh, episode that's been going on for the past couple of days. So the first thing we're going to do... The first thing we're going to do is we are going to go talk about Andrade and his release. So as all of you guys know, Andrade asked for his release, which was granted, which is a very rare thing that WWE does, and that he does not have a 90-day clause, so he is free to go wherever he chooses. Uh, what do you guys uh, think about it? Um, WWE is going to realize they dropped the ball with Andrade. They're not going to, um, even if they realize it now, I doubt it though, but like somewhere down the line they're going to realize how badly they messed up with him. Um, you know, we always think there's a slight chance that he may come back later on down the line. Who knows? But I think they they fucked up really bad with him. And I'm actually just really puzzled about the whole 90-day no-complete clause that he seemed to not get when everybody else gets it. I find that insane. Not even him being released. The fact that he does not have a non-complete clause because he was in contract. Yeah, something. Don't I am very that. flabbergasted by that. Somebody fucked up. They fucked yeah, up by releasing them. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think it's really weird too that he doesn't have a ninety-day uh, clause. Um, my guess which i can be 100 percent wrong is maybe wwe starting to realize like if these guys want to go and they don't want to be there anymore then just let them go save yourself not having to pay them for three months and then just continue to focus on this you know what you have going on now yeah sure. but then you end up shooting yourself in the foot because then it's going to come out and you know it'll happen because someone's gonna be like well they let so-and-so go but they won't let me go and i mean it's it's depends on their contract though and when they signed it. So let's say Andrade got his contract after this particular person. You gotta read your contract. As simple as that. If you got an agent, make sure your agent negotiates your contract so it benefits you and not so it benefits WWE. That's all that like, you do. Like my question would be with his no uh, his no compete clause, was that already in his contract, or did they choose to waive it after they? No, they choose to wait. That's yeah. a non a non compete clause is in every single WWE contract sign, and this is from everyone from um, interviewers to basically the only people who don't have non-com not anyone who is on any type of tv has a non-compete clause in their contract renee young had a non a non-compete clause in her clap in her contract really yes huh so if you are an on air if you want on and some capacity are on air you have a com non-compete clause automatically placed in your contract huh. i'm pretty sure like the people who work in titan towers they do because usually when you work in companies like that you have like um especially like what the ones that are very higher up they have all sorts of things and they usually have a type of non-compete clause but yes anyone who's on an on-air personality has one 
Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking maybe they're just like it's no point because I was thinking he was going to ask for his release. They're going to tell him no. They're going to have him wait out his whole contract plus tack on the time that he wasn't wrestling for whatever reason when he was suspended or he took time for an elective surgery. They were going to tack that on, but they were just like, Nah, bro, go go ahead, do do whatever you need to do. Well, so that that just that's going to cause problems for them later on down the road. You know, people are going to, I mean, like what if they sign somebody and they're like, I know it's the whole thing with the contract, but like that contract could come back and bite them in the ass though. Right. Like you're going to let X amount of wrestlers or performers have no 90 day complete causes, but then other people do. I'm just, I'm just saying wrestlers are a bunch of whiny little bratty bitches sometimes. And they just don't know when to shut their mouths. And just, you know, you know, they're going to be like, well, so-and-so had this and -and so-and-so had that, but I didn't have one. I just, I just see it fucking coming. They really should have let Andrade go. Like they really should have done shit with him. Yeah. I think maybe he was a special case for whatever reason, but they, for, they really messed up with Andrade. They really did. He was someone that you could definitely use and he would have delivered a hundred percent in whatever like storyline you gave him. But they never really gave him the chance because all they did, like, and this is no, this is no fault of Andrade, in, in a very rare case that he's listening to the show. But like, the only thing I remember them doing is putting him and Angel against the Street Profits for like sixty kajillion billion times, and they never got anything out of it. And it's no shade to anybody involved in that, but it's like, what was the point? Like, I remember he was U.S. champ, but, like, after the Street Profits thing, what else did he do? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. It's just, it's a very, it's very weird. Very, very weird. Uh, anyone else got anything? No, he's free, and I'm happy for him. He can do whatever he wants to do now. And that's yeah. the most important thing. Facts. <laughs> you guys think he'll show up at? Ring of Honor, probably. Or New Japan. Yeah, or New Japan. Yeah. I think he should go to New Japan personally. I think he should go to New Japan. Ring of Honor needs fucking help, though. Yeah, they do. They they need, like, they are, like, the bottom of the barrel of anybody caring about anything. And people are talking. And I was, like, saw some chatter, and people are like, yeah, because, you know, he's really close to a lot of people who are currently a Ring of Honor. And so it was like, I didn't even know Rick of Honor was still on TV. So he should go there. They need I they need. Are they are still under contract with Fight TV or? Yes. Okay. Well, we'll see where he ends up and hopefully best of luck to Mr. Andrade and whatever he chooses to do. Um, the next thing is upcoming is NXT Stand and Deliver. It's going to be a two-part series, as I would like to say. Um, the first night, we are going to have the NXT Women's Championship match, which is Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez. We have Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. MSK versus Grizzle Young Vets versus Legado Del Fantasma for a triple threat match with the NXT Tag Team. And then we have the North American title. Well, actually, the second night. So those are the matches for the first night. No, the North American um, gauntlet match is on the first night, too. Is on the first night? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So the gauntlet eliminator, which is going to feature Pete Dunne, Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, Kushida, L.A. Knight, Roderick Strong, Austin Theory, a.k.a. the Booty Tickler, 
<laughs> Cameron Grimes, Mr. Money Man himself, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Tyler Russ, Leon Ruff, uh, Leon Ruff, and Jake Atlas. Correct. What do you guys think about the first card so the first night so far? So the NXT tag team championship, the tag team champions, one of them is injured and they weren't going to be healed in time to compete. So that title is vacated. So they have this triple threat match between these three teams. They already set up that they were going to be feuding anyway. So they went on ahead and did this. I am most looking forward to this match, the triple threat match for the tag team championship. Something tells me that this is going to be the best match of the night. Despite the women's championship and the UK championship, I think that's going to be the best match of the night. And I'm looking to forward to that one the most. Nicole? Um, I'm going to have to agree. I also think this could be a great way of putting the belts um, at least for a short period of time on the grizzled young veterans without MSK having to take a pinfall. Mm-hmm. So I can go back to it. I, that's what I honestly think was going to go. And if it goes that way, I wouldn't mind because I'm a huge fan of grizzled young veterans, despite me being Ohio, all Ohio all day, everyday person. <laughs> they are a fantastic, fantastic team. And I just like really, really like, I'm just excited for that. I think that's going to be like, I think that's going to be like a low key sleeper hit. Yeah. What do you think, Alexis? Look, I'm more hyped for the NXT TakeOver than I am for Mania because like, I I haven't been watching TakeOvers for that long um, because you guys kind of got me into watching the TakeOvers. But I... I'm not going to say all sit here and say all of them are perfect, but compared to a lot of what kind of shows the main roster has put on, Fastlane is a very good example because honestly, I'm glad that's over and done with. Um, I'm just, I'm actually more excited for NXT than I am for WrestleMania. <laughs> um, I mean, I agree with what um, Nicole and Tiff were saying. I think that triple threat tag team match is going to be really good. Um, I want MSK to have the titles, not now. I think the Grizzly Young Veterans should get them. They did come second in the Dusty Club Classic twice. So I think they would be um, really great temporary tag teams. And then depending on if uh, Lorcan, not only Lorcan, but if Birch can come back in time, um, you can have a match between them. If not, you can have them drop it to MSK a little bit later down the road. But I think for night one, that match is going to be a really good match. I'm excited for Tommaso and Walter. I know Tommaso's not going to win, but I think it's going to be a good beatdown of a match. Yeah. I'm scared about Tommaso's yeah. body. Yeah, being in there with Walter, Walter is a bruiser. And the slaps that that man's done is only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, his neck is only so, so strong. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. I don't know how that's going to play out, but anything Walter is in, it's got to be good. So I'm not concerned about that. I see EO Shirai dropping this title to Raquel, though. I do, too. I think, yeah. You think she's going to be moving up afterwards? Hell, yeah. They better move her up. They need her. 
They need her on SmackDown. Who? Yeah. I think she, she, no, she needs to go somewhere. She needs to go to Raw. No. Yeah, she needs to go to Raw. No, because uh, what's, I don't know. Honestly, she needs to go somewhere. It doesn't matter at this point. That for some reason, I don't who I don't know. She needs pr- probably raw. She needs to go up. Um, honestly, if Raquel wins, split up her and Dakota. There, there's no reason for them to be a tag team anymore. Move Dakota up to be completely honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she's about. She's been in. She's been in NXT long a fuck enough by now. Not longer than Aaliyah. We know Aaliyah was born there. <laughs> Aaliyah is going to retire in NXT. Um, in not a good way. But, yeah, I think um, Dakota should be moved up. I think a lot of, I think Dakota needs to get moved up. Gargano, to put him on SmackDown, at least he'll get, I mean, he might get something. If he's on Raw, he'll get he'll get lost. Just throw him on SmackDown. Have him feud with Daniel Bryan. I don't some I don't know. Just have him so he doesn't feel so so he you know he feels like he's doing something. Um, Candice needs to go up. Yeah, she can go to SmackDown with that with Johnny. Yeah, she. I think she'll do good on SmackDown. Quite honestly, Caden and Casey also need to get moved up as a team. As a mm-hmm. team, keep them as a team, move them up. Who else needs a what is how many women is that? You said EO, Casey, EO. Candace, Dakota. Dakota. See, that's already five women off the top yeah. of my head that can yeah. go up. They could have probably sent at least two or three more up, to be completely honest. Um, yeah, I do think a majority of I do think a majority of them do need to go. Where's Vanessa because- born at? He's in Texas, at home. At home. Ain't been, and been brought up at all, was moved from NXT and have not been used. It could have been used in Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Technically, oh, Vanessa. technically, Vanessa Bourne and Santana Garrett got moved up and they were supposed to be technically on SmackDown. Yes. And Santana Garrett is at SmackDown. She's literally at the SmackDown tapings. Yeah. They just don't use her. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck that bitch. Who cares about her? Um, <laughs> Actually, they need to go ahead with that fire um, Chelsea Green and Mickey James story. Mickey Chelsea's selling that shit, too. They she selling shit out of that. I said, go. If I was a producer, I said, bet you, I said, bitch, y'all going on TV tomorrow. Yeah. For real, I really would. I think they need a real, I think that could really, really do some, do some numbers, specifically yeah, on SmackDown. On Smackdown. Mm-hmm. I think like the way, really the way I would set numbers. it up is just start it with like you just see Mickey James just like walking with her luggage and I was like oh my god it's Mickey James how they like overreact everything and then you just see like Chelsea like she walks in the the interviewer sees her and talks about you've been gone for so long what do you you know what are your goals or whatever how they do their thing and she talks about you know being a veteran blah 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 she leaves this, like the camera view and then you see like Chelsea Green kind of like peek around the corner with a smile on her face but that's how it's supposed to be creepy, and then you can just you can just literally take it from there. Uh-uh. Yes. I don't want no single white female shit on TV. That's creepy. <laughs> Y'all ain't never seen that movie, single white female. Yeah, that's what I think. That's where they're getting it yeah. from. <gasps> Supposedly, they're trying to make it that way, but not trying to make it like 
sexual where it's like Chelsea Green wants is like falling in love with her the sexually like a lesbian thing yeah because they gonna get a lot of heat they do that baby mm-hmm. yeah no it's more of like she's just like admires her her so much is like I can't notice think of something notice me yeah, yeah. like it's I don't know mm-hmm. so who else can go up that's down in NXT that don't need to be there anymore female uh, guys are all together female wise honestly half mm-hmm. that men's roster can go up yeah See, I wouldn't mind like Santos Escobar can go if he doesn't be deviling on the second night I I don't have a problem with him moving up to the main roster as well, long as damn I mean they got half their guys if they brought up to NXT you either don't see them or they're fucking sequestered off the 205 live I don't know. I think I, I feel like they so like her for some reason. So 205, the people who are mostly on 205 live don't really care because they're at least they're getting showcased and they have a lot of freedom. And also they have it's like they're still on a show instead of some of the guys who get on the who are like on Raw or SmackDown and they just like don't get used and they're just sitting there. And that's the same thing with on um, people who are like, oh, well, they're on main event. They're they're getting showcased online, and also there are quite a few towns and countries that air main event live. Really? Yeah, like still. yeah, main event. Yes. The reason why main event they still do main event is because they have contracts to air it on TV in other countries, so they they have to do main event for that. Reason. Yeah, main event is lit in literally every other country that's not America. And, and 205 I mean, Live be lit too, but no one. And that's the same it. thing with 205 Live. 205 Live is lit literally everywhere else except for America. So they don't care because they're getting good numbers and they have they have an even wider audience. I ain't give a shit. <laughs> um it's them people who are really, really in the back. But yeah, quite honestly, quite a few men in NXT need to go up. Everybody in Undisputed Era need to go up. Yeah. They've done literally fucking anything and everything. They all need to go up. Which I think is going to happen. Thank God. Night 2 is supposed to have the NXT Championship. It's supposed to have the NXT Cruiserweight Championship and the North American Championship. And they're supposed to have the um, Adam Cole and O'Reilly match that night. It's yeah, unsanctioned, it's right? Yeah, unsanctioned yeah. match. It's an unsanctioned match. I wish they would have put them in the fight pit. That's what I want. I think they saved that for the MMA adjacent people. Tiff just wants to see two guys <laughs> out of each other. Yeah. I do. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I can't think. I'm pretty sure there's a couple of women. They just signed all those women and they signed all them people. Quite honestly, and even though she hasn't been on NXT long, India Hartwell can go up with Candace. Yeah, they can go be that team. As long as she with Candace, she can learn and grow through her. So. Or pair her or pair her with somebody. She, I honestly think she could go up. Who else who's taken up TV time? Down I do here. hope though before they move, but let's say they do move Candace and Indy, and they move. Um, Violet, you know, once she's done with her stuff. Yeah, they no, can, I, they, no, I think they need they need to keep them for a little bit because 
they I could just, really be doing some. I hope they just build they the women's tag team division before they start moving these girls up. So Shotzi and Ember aren't running around with tag titles and they, they don't have any tag teams. There's plenty of tag teams. Like they they only faced two women who were in the tournament mm-hmm. so far. They have all they can literally run through every single one of those women who were in the tournament. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of them left. And um they, they don't have women from the PC too to make tag teams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like hopefully, like if they do move up Candace and Indy and they move up um the other two, Caden and Casey, like hopefully they by yeah. bring in other females. Yeah, because quite honestly, the main roster needs more women's tag team. They need more women's tag team depth than NXT. NXT has the depth of women's yeah. tag team. And also some of them need to get moved up because um Scarlet's ass need to get in the ring eventually. Um Boa's ass need to get back in the ring eventually too. Yeah. Like it's cute and I like what y'all doing, but and then it's like every week where I was like, Boa gotta get in the ring. I was like, I love this, you know, female led faction and the emphasis on Xylee, but Jesus Christ, Boa gotta get in the ring. That's the same thing with Scarlet. I was like, if they really, really want to go there with them, her ass needs to get back in the ring too. Yeah, this is my thing. I love Carrying Cross and I love Scarlet, but I feel like, and I said it on my Twitter, and this is probably just going to be me. I feel like they need to lessen their interest entrance time. I like the entrance. I know I like it too. Mm-hmm. It's too much in the best possible way for me. Like it's just too much. But I'm, I fucking, I love how too much it is. And her ass needs to get back in the ring. I realized she needed to get back in the ring when he was to get his fucking ass whooped by L whatever phantasma oh yeah and she was i was like bitch <laughs> in there and save your man we know right and i was like you used to fight men she was like you just standing there letting santos whoop your man's ass like this i she used to whoop men's ass and half that half the clothes you're wearing <laughs> and heels <laughs> and dude's ass. i'm like what are you doing and she's sitting there looking at him. I said, "Oh, baby, come on now." She's <laughs> wearing those tight suits. It's cutting off her restriction, dude. Yeah, I don't even think that suit she was cat suit she was that tight. So, is there anything else we want to talk about about night two of NXT? Well, it'll probably be good. Always look forward to take over. Yeah. I'm interested in the unsanctioned match, so I want to see how that goes. Because Kyle O'Reilly looks like he's going to tear the brakes off of Adam Cole. Yeah, I'm okay, here so for Kyle, it. Kyle O'Reilly, I, I like him now because, like, he's just beating the dog shit out of Adam Cole. And I'm like, woo. <laughs> they was trying to run him off the road. Adam Cole came to the gym and they pretty much just started scrapping. And that's when they set up the unsanctioned match, which is more than likely why it's not on the advertisement sheet because it wasn't, it was set by then, but they don't have it advertised on that moniker for everything. But it is going to be on the second night of the show, of the um, Stanley Deliver. Well, yep, I think that card's going to be super dope. 
I'm excited to watch it. We're going to have a lot of wrestling in the next couple of weeks, so. Thank God. Drink your, drink your energy drinks, y'all, because it's going to be a very long week. Yes, it is. Um, so the next thing we're going to do, we're going to get into WrestleMania, which is also two nights, a two-part episode. Um, <laughs> the first night, we are going to have Bobby Lashley, Mr. Hanky versus Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. We have Sasha. I just got slapped the dog shit out of me. Versus Bianca Belair. We have Mr. Bad Bunny himself versus The Miz. Mm-hmm. We have my baby daddy Cesaro versus Itty Bitty Teeth Seth Rollins. Oh, no, you didn't do that with Drip Rollins. <laughs> messing with him like that. We have The New Day going up against AJ Styles and Omos for the tag team titles. We have Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. Um, and that is your first night of WrestleMania. What do you guys feel about that? Wait, so that's All the black people one? Are, are going to night one. I hope WWE knows that. So don't be having Hogan out there for very long. Is Apollo oh, and Big E's match on the first night too? Um, looking at that, it, it looks like it's night, uh, night two. Oh, they're on the second night. Oh, oh yeah. they, they broke that up. <laughs> because so, literally all of the black people would have went to the first night yeah. I mean they still go to the first night they did that on honestly they should have just put up y'all should just put Apollo and E on the first night I, I agree. agree and honestly and have Titus just host that night by himself right. <laughs> why, why, why is Shane and Braun Strowman having a match like that is just Shane has a weird off match every year. Some feud comes up and they decide. And then Nicole's right. Every time Strowman goes to Mania, it's always some odd match. Something that nobody asks for happens with him at Mania. So let him have it. I say let him have the shit. It ain't going to last long. And that's probably the time you can go get wings and beer Excited for the Sasha and Bianca match, even though it's been ridiculously overbooked for whatever reason. It was supposed to be simple. Um, I'm excited for Cesaro versus Seth Rollins because I think that's going to be a really good match. I agree. Um, I don't care for Braun and Shane McMahon. That has this whole thing has never interested me at all. I'm I'm curious about New Day versus AJ and, and Osmos. Osmos? Almost? Osmosis? Almost. Almost. <laughs> um, just because this is going to be his first time in the ring. So I kind of want to see what they do and how they do it. If, if he's just going to be the big tall black dude just standing there. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is the first night. The second night we, we have Roman Reigns my tribal chief. Oh, fuck your tribal chief. Versus, don't be hater. Don't be hater. Versus Edge, 
and Daniel Bryan, uh, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley, The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. What up? What up? Rhea Ripley versus Oscar? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. What happened to Charlotte? She has COVID. She just COVID. COVID. Well, damn! What an ultimate heel move. You get COVID before facing your biggest rival. Ooh. Uh, we have The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. No one knows if this is going to be a cinematic match or not because they haven't said anything. Nope. Um, Biggie versus Apollo Crews. We have Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. That match is going to be fire. Yes. Um, we have Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode versus the Street Profits again. Wait, that's not a triple threat or a fatal four-way? Oh, wait, never mind that. I think that's that might be a prediction. Supposedly okay. that's supposed, yeah. That hasn't um, yet. Yeah. So there's also predictions, which would be Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode versus the Street Profits, but I have a feeling they're going to go towards Rey Mysterio and, and his son, Baby Mysterio. Oh, God. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do Riddle versus Sheamus for whatever reason. Um, do you guys think they're going to have the, on, the Andre, the, the Memorial Battle Royal for the men and women? I doubt it. They didn't have it last year, and they didn't have the women's one last year either. They shouldn't have. It was COVID strong last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you guys? This year, I don't think they should if they do. If they decide to. I mean, if they're breaking up Mania and if they're breaking it up in two nights, and also like, I Vince has becoming really a fan, especially during COVID, of the shorter. Um, the shorter pay-per-view mm-hmm. days and he really figured out he liked it after Mania last year so I doubt it I they want to keep yes it's Mania but they're not trying to and I can't believe they're actually doing this they're not trying to overload there's no reason to overload the cards when it's two days in a row like it's unnecessary yeah so what do you guys think of the Matches for the second night. Um, second night just doesn't seem that interesting to me, honestly. Except like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, but I mean, I all the black people's on the first night, Alexis, except for Apollo and Big E. Mm -hmm. The thing with Apollo and Big E, I am excited for the match, like the wrestling itself, because I think the wrestling itself is going to be good. Mm -hmm. But as far as the storyline, I don't really care because Apollo has lost six times so unless they're going to give him the belt at wrestlemania they are you know i mean you have to like the man lost and then he pinned um he pinned biggie tonight and that's one of my things like i hate too is like sometimes they have this thing where you kind of know who's going to win and who's not because they have the opponent pin the champion before the pay-per-view and you're like oh well but hopefully apollo gets the belt um but with that, we're going to segue into Alexis talking about how she noticed that a lot of people weren't excited about WrestleMania and the card. So I'll let Alexis go into a little bit more detail about that. Uh, I mean, it's not really much. It's just something we uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, where I've been cruising and cruising around on social media, um, a lot of people are just not in the mood for WrestleMania this year. Um from what I've seen people post and what they're having discussions about is that they're not really, how's the best way to, I don't want to say satisfied because we're wrestling fans, so we're never fucking satisfied, but they 
just said, like the buildup to it hasn't really been anything that sticks out to it. Um, we've mentioned about Bianca and Sasha's match, how they like now we're starting to see them uh, showing not animosity, but you're finally starting to see the rivalry grow. Um, but before it was like they're like, oh, you know, peace and harmony, blah blah blah. It, it just seemed like a, they they weren't interested in it. Um, now I know I'm gonna get some shit for this, but I am excited about Edge versus Roman. And me and Tiff deserve some recognition because I told y'all, granted it was we thought Carmella was gonna be thrown in the women's match. I told y'all there was gonna be a three-way at Mania. And then Tiff was the one who called it saying Daniel Bryan was going to be added to the uh, Edge and Roman thing going on. So, if I, like I gave you, you know, it, Tiff made a really good point when I brought up the brought up this fact. I think like a week ago or something. You know, Roman and Edge on card. When you look at it, it's not really that exciting. And Roman and Edge, Roman versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan is a little bit more, it's more exciting, especially how they play that storyline out at the last pay-per-view. So before I was just like, eh, Roman and Edge, cool, Roman's going to win. But now looking at Roman versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge, I mean, Roman's still going to win. But as far as the match goes, to me, that's more exciting. Like, I think that'll actually be a good match. I, I mean, I just... I don't know. I'm just, I'm not excited about Mania. And I mean, last year it was like, we were even happy to get a WrestleMania because everything was so up in the air. Cause we didn't like, we were like thinking, is this going to be like the first year without a WrestleMania? Like how weird would that be? And they managed to pull it off, but like expectations of like how they're going to do certain things and just like the card build up and the rivalries. Cause by now you got to think about this COVID aside, by now, when it came, when it used to come to Mania, people were like feuding. They were fighting each other. They were like, you know, you would see this shit starting to take place in like December, November, right after Survivor. Like even at Survivor Series, you would start seeing like bits and pieces of it. You know, like feuds and stuff that are going in the Mania season. Um, were on you know, if they were beginning or they were warming up or like they're about to hit their peak. And it's just like a lot of people just don't seem like it. Um, me and Tiff have had this talk before. When Edge came back last year, everyone was like really super hyped for it. Okay, like, okay, cool. Edge is back. Then he had that match with Randy and then he got injured again and he had to sit out. And it's just looked like Edge winning the Royal Rumble this year a lot of people, what I saw, they were just like, okay, uh, well, this isn't, this is, we weren't expecting this. It was kind of more of like a 50-50, you're either into it or you weren't kind of thing. And it's just, Mania this year really has no pull for me, except like Sasha and Bianca on night one. And then like, just doesn't really have any pool for me this year yeah and that that's understandable i think for the first night um the matches that i'm looking at forward to is sasha versus bianca and cesaro versus seth rollins i think that's going to be a sleeper of a match where it's going to be um really good other ones i'm kind of like and i do know bobby lashley and drew mcintyre that's going to be a very hard-hitting match but i i feel like 
Drew McIntyre is going to get the title because he's going to get the title in front of everybody. So, um, yeah. And then on the second night, honestly, the only Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan, I'm intrigued by it. I honestly don't really care much for Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. Um, the Fiend I just versus want I just want Rhea to get the title. Like I love Oscar, but I think, and I think, and this is just like no shade to them. It's just like I'm tired. I'm no fan. Like, and I hate saying this about Asuka. I'm just tired of like that group of them. What do you mean? Yeah, the same people. Yeah, in the spotlight right now. She's ready for something new. Oh yeah, I agree. I yeah, I think, and people like, and everyone thinks I'm like losing my mind. I was like, those titles need to go to Rhea, and they need to go to Bianca respectively. We need to start ushering in what's new. And I think them putting the titles on them would really jumpstart the intrigue back again. Because it's unexpected. <clears throat> yeah. Unexpected Throw on the by nobody's, nobody, I'm, they're always expecting the predictable, right? And right now, I think what a lot of people's problem is that the match card is very predictable. And that, and I think that's what's making people lose interest in the card. So you're like, obviously they wanted Drew to win in front of a crowd, so Drew gets to have the title back again. So within a year, in a little less than a year, he will be a three-time WWE champion if he wins at WrestleMania again. Um, as much as I love Drew, I I felt like it wasn't necessary to take the title off of him to give him that opportunity. They could have just had him keep it into Mania if you were going to do all of that, but they didn't. And I, it it didn't give Drew any more momentum. It really sucked Drew dry, literally. And now you're at the point where most people don't want to see Drew McIntyre in the main event at all. Um, as far as WrestleMania as a whole, for me personally, I really enjoy WrestleMania every single year. I get excited around this time, despite the matches and what's being booked, because WrestleMania has a different vibe. It, it doesn't matter who's on the card or what matches are going, you are going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just that vibe for me. So it doesn't matter who's on the card or who's winning. I always am invested in WrestleMania, despite its predictability and despite where it could possibly go. I'm always invested in Mania. And what I would highly recommend for everybody who's watching, if you feel disinterested, then up in, until Mania, you do need to take a break. Because you're not going to be able to enjoy the product if you can't get into what you're watching. And I've always been one to say, like, you need to be able to go into this with no expectations. That's part of the issue with a lot of wrestling fans. It's like, you're expecting this, and then you're let down because you're getting this. Or you believe you know what's going to happen, and then... Even if you have that, you know, predictability where it actually does happen, you're like, see, I knew it was going to happen. Here we go. It's like you're preparing yourself to be disappointed. 
and I just if you're gonna go that way then wrestling isn't gonna be your your escapism anymore it's not gonna be your place of solace anymore and I just I'm not I just refuse to let that go so I always go into it with an open mind and especially with mania it's just mania is different mania is mania man you've got a whole two nights now with matches and whether you know who's gonna win or not most of the people who go to wrestlemania are gonna put on bangers they're not gonna go into mania and not give you quality okay you're most definitely gonna get quality here every single one of these matches has something to it except for shane mcmahon and braun (laughs) Strowman. Everybody else is going to give you quality, man. And this is going to be the first mania in a year that's had a crowd. Are you serious? Hell yeah, I'm watching this mania. I want to see how the crowd is going to react. I want to see how they're going to make everything better. Because with with that crowd being there, that's a whole different vibe. And on top of that, these wrestlers haven't had an actual crowd in a year. It's been a year. That's a long fucking time to not be able to hear real, genuine reactions from people. You feel what I'm saying? So that mm-hmm. may change the whole vibe of this show. That may give you a whole different perspective. So you, I say y'all got to clear out all of that negativity and all those cobwebs. And don't think about the booking and all that extra stuff that we have to think about here. And just be a fan. Just immerse yourself in the product like we always do and leave it at that. Because for me, I think with the fans being there, they're going to go all out with their matches as far as like putting in 120% because they haven't had fans in a really long time. And a lot of them saying like, even though they they like the fact with no fans because they were able to better their uh, promos and be able to like just better themselves as wrestlers. The fact that you get fans back and they've missed having fans for so long they're going to try to put on the best show that they can because even after WrestleMania, they don't know when they're going to actually have a dedicated crowd coming back to them every week or for every pay-per-view. They may not have that for another couple of months after WrestleMania. So for them, they're going to probably put in 150% to make sure the people that paid for these tickets that are there, they're going to get a good show. I agree. I agree. And on that note, is there anything else you ladies would like to talk about? No. So, Alexis, we right at the end. So, do you have anything else to add about Mania? Um, I think it's. I don't think it's just that people don't want to get involved with Mania. I think they just want to see something new. So, this needs to be like WWE's cue on. It's time to start experimenting. It's time to start trying new shit because you're you're kind of driving, you're not completely driving your fan base away, but like if you see this, like Janae, how she always points out like the numbers and like that she points out that WWE likes to run shit down to the ground. Yeah. Um, I mean, like honestly, I, I didn't watch Raw this Monday and to be honest, I spent three hours doing something else that I actually enjoy doing. So just get your shit together, WWE, and, and start thinking out something because we're going into baseball season and then, foot, and then you know, st- people want to try to get shit back to normal. Summer's coming around, and if everyone gets their goddamn shot, we'll be able to go back to somewhat normalcy. 
So you need to get your shit together. People aren't going to be watching you for a while. I know I won't be. Um, you're right. I'm not even going to defend that because that's true. I just, I, I'm, whole, I'm unapologetically optimistic. And with them wanting to sign younger talent and move forward with younger talent, although they're not going to, you know, turn away a big indie name. I'm all for that because then you get to groom the talent for your shows, which is awesome. You should be doing that. So I have a little bit more hope. And with them having new people at the helm, maybe within the next couple of years, they'll get rid of Pritchard and finally get somebody who's a little bit more innovative and open-minded. And we might get some new stuff on the main show. Because I think NXT is solid. I think NXT is where it always needs to be. There isn't really much to change about NXT. It's the main roster stuff that irritates people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's everything for everything. We can dip out so Nicole can go to bed. Correct. Yes. Say bye. Uh, yo. Are we saying bye? Yeah, we're saying bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>